episode of Beyond Four Walls. My name is Abel, and as usual, I am joined with Anthony. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, another episode of just me and you. Um, yep. <laughs> so, this is going to be um, just just us. Um, but today we have a, a great lineup of topics. Um, one of the obvious ones is voting. Um, it's election day, so it is election. When you hear this, um, you are going to be here seeing the results of yeah. what we did today. <laughs> um, so let's see what happens there. Um, we're going to talk about a few other stuff as well. Um, but first, um, it was your anniversary this yes, weekend, sir, right? Yeah, you went to Discovery Cove. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, got to see the touch the dolphins and play with them and it was pretty cool yeah, yeah. it's that's that's um it, i touched the dolphins we went to what did i do um i don't know what it was but we i guess we did a show and sea road yeah. or something like that we touched dolphins uh-huh. they're super slippery it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> yeah. but most like fish like because if you touch yeah. the stingray yeah, the when you go to the stingray, yeah. they're super slippery it's kind of yeah. interesting to see that yeah it's it's crazy how you know it just speaks of god and did they pull like did did the, did you swim like swim with the dolphins like did they pull you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It was probably maybe like ten to twelve feet distance, but yeah, it was pretty. Okay. Cool. Did you feel like a like wow, this dolphin could like? Yeah, really... I mean, it was going super slow, and I was still gliding through. <laughs> <It was pretty laughs> <cool. laughs> That's pretty crazy. Like yeah. it's how much power is in these animals. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking about when we were, we went to we went to this garden. Um. Well, nursery, flower nursery, uh-huh, uh-huh. and we were talking about the rap that toy raptor and how much, yeah, force is in in an animal compared to yeah. us humans. Well, peak human, I'm sure, could do a lot, but uh, what's was... crazy is when you see these things in documentaries or videos and stuff. You know, cameras don't always make things look a little smaller. Yeah. So it's like when you see it in person, you're like, okay, this so, thing is way bigger than. So the dolphin was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a small one. They said they can go up to like three hundred pounds or what? A big one? Yeah, it's crazy. That's it's crazy. It's crazy how much like I've been telling you, I've been watching National Geographic a lot more. Yeah. And it's crazy what animals like animals can do. Yeah. Like I don't know if I um I mentioned it to you where like there's these ants that make holes in trees. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That so when the wind blows, it sounds like certain uh, like. For elephants to hear, like, think that there's other animals what? that they're scared of. What the heck? I've never heard. This. And yeah, he sent you the episode. It's like supernatural That's or something crazy. like that. Um, on it's a series on in National Geographic and Disney Plus. But it's and I watch a lot of them and I've never seen. That's crazy. Yeah, I wow. gotta send you that. It was it was pretty crazy. It's 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 just pretty crazy. But congratulations, you make six years. Yep, yep, six years. Six years. Yeah, so thank God. So that's a good milestone. Good yeah. milestone. But let's get let's get into it. Um, today I voted. Did you vote? You voted yep, today. Yep. Uh, vote. A couple hours ago, yeah. So, let's jump into it. What do you think? Um, how do you think the, the Christians should view the voting system, and how Christians should view the political like landscape of things? Yeah. Two separate questions, I think. Yeah, the problem with with this whole subject in general is that. Looking at it biblically, it's completely opposite of, you know, the Bible and what as Christians we should, you know, we're supposed to be. So that's the issue that we have as Christians that, you know, it 
battles against what we know and what we should do. So obviously the Bible is about a kingdom and a king, which you don't vote a king in. A king is placed yeah. by God. So it's completely opposite of Christianity. But so, you know, we 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 deal with what the cards that we've been given we're yeah, here yeah. in America. So it's democratic. So, you know, we have to deal with it. So it's it's tough because, you know, it's neither of them, are, you know, neither side is the Christian party. Exactly. Which I'm going to mention it shortly. But I won taking out the Christian view of it. I just think the system I was just talking to a coworker today uh-huh. and I was just we're such an advanced country. Mm-hmm. But our just in general, the voting system is so like antiquated. Like it's exactly, so yeah. one there's not a centralized location where you could find information. Uh-huh. Like I was struggling. I mean, I'm sure whoever's listening is going to probably have different ballots, but we had a lot of judges yeah. um, to either take off or yeah, keep. Yeah, it was, I think, like nine Six, or something. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a lot. It was yeah. a lot of judges. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was so hard to find like a good, like where you feel like I got all the information I need about this person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. And it's like super frustrating. Like you would think there would be like a central location where you get like, Every person that runs has to answer these set principles, like what I believe in. Yeah. And it was super hard just in general to get that. So that was really frustrating. The, the funny thing is that uh, we were doing the research before. And it's you can probably find more <laughs> on their social media pages, their Instagram and their Facebook. Yeah. Than you can on any government website. Cause yeah. And it was like you think we would have some sort of like minimum required information given exactly, for each person exactly. to be able to have, because there was some sites that had information, but I'm like, I never heard of this site. There's all these political sites. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are they biased? Are they giving right answers? Exactly. Are they lying? So that was annoying. Then like just the overall system where you had to go in person and there's one day there's yeah. early voting, but technically voting is today. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when you hear this, um, you would, um, obviously would be tomorrow, but it's, it, the system itself is very, anti- uh, antiquated. Exactly. And you think we would have some sort of electronic system that allows and, a more and, smooth, quick process yeah. and more informative. Cause m- most people are pretty busy. They don't have, six days or hours to just sit down and yep. research on research exactly. backstories all this all the debates every single uh, political view this person voted for like you you can't get no all and of the it. thing is that that's that's just talking about the the literal physical aspect of going to vote yeah we're not even talking about the the system as a whole like this two-party system is and that's antiquated as well <laughs> exactly it's like why why do i have to choose between these two why can't i believe there shouldn't be a party period it should just be individuals yeah you and go to the group this is a group of beliefs because you and, end up if you're republican even if you don't fully you had to fall into this category exactly of even if you don't agree to everything yeah like you said it should there should be a centralized database website whatever you want to call it where you go and you can see the individual's and the list of all the things they believe, all the things they've done. So, you know, not this. He's Republican, so just vote for him. He's Democrat, so just vote yeah, for him. Yeah, so I think system, and I was listening to reporting of how much money they spent yeah. overall. And they said uh, Republicans spent like $4.9 billion and Democrats $3.6 i am like, that's so much money that we're... And I was last 
election, the presidential election, I was speaking to um, one of my customers. He's from Australia. Yeah. And he was saying, like, how much the view of how much money we, we throw into political, like, yeah campaigns. He was just, like, so mind-blowing about that. Yeah, because that's, that's what I've heard is that here is different from everywhere, anywhere else. Here, there's no there's no limit on, how much on, spend. on the spending. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why you get these crazy numbers, billions. But in other countries, they set limits. So it doesn't matter... Whether you're a, a whether, whether you're a billionaire candidate or a, a everyday candidate, there's, there's a cap. You can't go over that. So that's the thing. Like that is different from from other countries, which again goes back to how antiquated the system is. And so yeah. So taking that and the Christian view, I was actually talking to my brother on the way over here. It's interesting because I'm a big believer that God discernment is our is our true leader. Our God is our our true des- the is a true decision maker of our leaders, yeah. our policies and everything. And as Christians, we're dealt or in this nation specifically, we're dealt a hand of, we have a voting system mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we are the decider exactly, of, of exactly. what's right and wrong. It, it, it puts this and the power to us. Exactly. So we, although, you know, we quote it all the time. Oh, God puts Kings in, in, in their place or whatever. Yeah. But, at the same time, we have this notion that it's oh, it's my vote. Yeah, like that put that dude it's there. A, yeah, we're the like it was, you know, we, it's our right to vote. It's, yeah, we uh, have the uh. voice. We you know we elect the people, and I think it's really it's a it's a true like I would say challenge like fork in the road where like I believe this, but I live in a society where the system runs this way. Exactly, exactly. Which it brings a question: Should we vote? Or should we abstain from that in, st- you know, fighting in what we're not fighting, but stating because it's a wrong system, just as we call out any other evil and say we don't do this and we stay away from this. Yeah. Should we do that same, you know, stand firm, stand firm of what's right and yeah. claim what's wrong? Should we do that with voting? What I would say is that because this is a you know quote unquote free country and that's one of our rights as a citizen of this country we should exercise it because there's people in other countries that they don't have the freedom to choose their leaders they're they're put on there and they you know they have to obey whatever that person says whether it's communism or a dictator or whatever yeah so it's they don't have that freedom so it would be if you look at it in that way, then it's, it's it would just be wrong to throw that that ability we to have waste. away to waste yeah. when there's people that wish they had it and they don't. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, what I think it's what what you can do. What we spoke about before is the the idea is like if we go to that extreme of like we're not going to do this because we think it's wrong, we're not going to engage in that. We could become like what Amish is, where they just become a separate society within the world. Yeah, exactly. Which, in some ways, positive. There's some positive in that because you don't get external influence. You know, you're able to build a community the way you want to build it, mm-hmm. or it should be designed, quote unquote, to be built. But also, you don't get that uh, evangelism, expansion, preaching the word aspect where you have to engage, where even Jesus himself was surrounded by sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, where. It speaks about going to the law, teaching the law. Yeah. So it's it's a hard balance between engaging within our world and 
abstaining or, or, or stepping back from our world as well. Like, And we, we see that in the Bible. You know, that's what the Bible teaches us, that God allowed the persecution not only to in the Old Testament to the Jews when they were taken to Babylon, when they were taken to Egypt. Every time there was a persecution, there was an exile. It was so that they can be forced to spread to other countries so that God can be known. Yeah. And in the New Testament, same thing. The reason the reason the early church was persecuted was because what did Jesus say? From Jerusalem to Samaria to all over the world. It was staying in Jerusalem. And until they were persecuted and forced to to start spreading out, then was when the gospel started spreading to Samaria and so on and and ended up in Rome. When you see Acts in the beginning of Acts, it's only in Jerusalem. And at the end of Acts, they're all the way reaching Rome. Why? Because they were persecuted and sent to Rome to prison. Yeah, so. it's it's interesting dichotomy. That con- that yeah. Where where we live, I mean, other Christians in other nations don't obviously have their own political challenge that, that they're dealing with. So it's an interesting viewpoint of if we should vote, how we should vote. And if we should if we should just stay firm, say I'm not going to vote, and do not just not do nothing, just say I'm not going to vote, not do nothing, but but try to fight that. But it's 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 a unrealistic view, I would say, in that sense of things, where you are trying to um, overthrow the government, because that would that would yeah, be yeah. that would be the only solution would be like yeah, yeah. take democracy out of the picture and then yeah. throw something else in there. So I think that's an unrealistic view. So I think in general. Voting is essential, but the issue I would say is democraticism or yeah. being democratic has seeped too much in church, though. I that's what I would say, though. Yeah, especially in American churches where now we have so much voting put into place within churches. Yeah, and I think that's the danger where we should. I think voting is essential as being part of the nation that you're in, as a card you're dealt, but allowing it to seep reverse like reversing it the influence becomes upon us instead of us becoming influenced and encouraging the exactly, other way exactly it has embedded within the church and voting system and democracy has been embedded within yeah because instead of instead of praying to god and asking god for guidance to choose a leader for for anything for x the department yeah pastors, for x department yeah. for x whatever yeah then we're just we're just like we're just like the world it's a popularity contest oh i like uh so and so, so I'm gonna vote for him because I want I he's my friend, so I want him to be exactly. in charge of the youth yes. group, and so it's like so it's it's really interesting because it, the Bible clearly shows a system where elders yeah. are the prominent prominent decision makers within yeah, the exactly. church. Uh-huh. With most churches, don't even have they have a junta or an executive team, uh-huh. which they're not even even the churches are like not having voting. Are not even doing the implementation of eldership yeah. properly in, uh-huh. in the church. Yeah, because then it's just they have the quote unquote elders, but even those guys were were voted into. <laughs> so it's like yeah, so it's it's a very unique system where like there's a there's a structure that the Bible left us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh-huh. there's a structure of church that the Bible, it's very fluid in certain ways where certain things you just don't have a true answer to. Mm-hmm. But in other ways, it allows a foundation 
So when other things that are not specifically in the Bible, the structure could give an answer. Because yeah. a lot of things are not black and white. There's no exact yeah. yes or no to and most things. We see it in, in Acts when they, you know, there was 12 disciples. Judah killed himself. There's 11. And they wanted to choose to keep the number rounded to 12. Yeah. So they, they cast lots. There was two guys left. What do you think about that? Do you think that that was a proper decision? No, I felt it was out of... You know, out of uh, desperation. Yeah, I was just like, okay, let's do it this way, and because we're not voting, it's it's quote unquote out of their hands because they were casting lots, yeah. whatever. So, but you know, God at the end of the day Made does something. what He wants, yeah. and we saw he, he who He wanted, which was Paul. So yeah, yeah. We so it's, God, it's, God will do what He needs to do, whether we we align with it or not. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, I think. Um, elders is is essential and something uninformed within churches mm -hmm. unimplemented and just disregarded due to the due to such a democratic influence within churches now yeah where especially within major organizations like you see this even more in major smaller churches a lot a lot of smaller churches actually have a have a stronger like pastor you know discernment and stuff like that but when you have these bigger organizations that have yeah political structures vice yeah. presidents you know uh district manager yeah, depending yeah. on what type of organization the closest thing district manager you yeah. start having these uh systems that have a dec dem democratic sense of things yeah and yeah. the thing is that the deeper conversation i have about that is it comes to character right so i heard this uh teaching about character and what the what the pastor was saying is the reason you can't trust politicians is because they lack character. Why? Because it's a popularity contest, right? Yeah. The more votes you get. So, so they're willing to sell their, their morals and their principles to get a position of, because it's popularity. So instead of saying, no, I don't believe in X or Y because they know if they say, Oh, I don't believe in, Let's, let's say same-sex marriage. Yeah. Some people won't bring that up and say that they don't believe it, even though they don't, just because they know it's going to alienate certain people that can possibly vote for them. And th and that's the issue. That, that and also, I think, one, the biblical system takes human frailty out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Because the decision makers isn't us anymore. Exactly. No matter how Christian you want to be, you're you're you have human frailty. You're, exactly, exactly. In some way you're biased. In some ways you're corrupt. In some ways you uh -huh. are broken. That's why you need, obviously need the Lord. Exactly. When we use an elder system, which is meant to have spiritual discernment mm -hmm. and take that as influence and move through the Spirit, it allows the perfection of the Lord to lead our lives, not our own human frailty. No matter. So I think that's the issue dem uh democracy yes in a choice of communism and dem de a democracy in yeah. general you'd want to live in a democratic uh, location yeah but even in that sense we see now where we have this political um war yeah um, you would say in some ways it's because human frailty people are eventually gonna be greedy People are going to be eventually want keep keep power once they have power. People exactly. are going to want no to, matter what side of the aisle. You people know. are going to want to be biased into their own bloodline and want to yeah. want to defend uh -huh. their own bloodline. Yeah. And when we do a democracy, 
one, we're putting the vote on ourselves, giving us the power of choice. And when you give us the power of choice, it all never ends well. You exactly. see this in the book of Judges where it's a cycle where we, we're free, we're good, we start living a life, we're good, we fall into our sin, and then we need spiritual freedom to, to kind of liberate us. And it's once we take the power to ourselves, it's that riskiness. Now, but then I, you could also argue that even with that, and you know, I believe it to some extent, like even, even though this is a democracy and we quote unquote have the power to vote, I still believe that God still, that's why there's so many, there's so many cases where we see, oh, so this guy's winning and out of nowhere, then it, it shifts and the other guy is winning regardless of whatever conspiracy theory or whatever you want to say those are fake votes or whatever whatever you want to believe at the end of the day what happens happens because god allows it and that's god's plan so interesting i i, I would i would so we spoke about this i think at the rest uh at the rest i am um one time i'm more or less I don't think God has puts his hands so deeply in physical decision making. The reason I say that, I think there's a lot of examples of God specifically intervening. Mm -hmm. He hardens the Pharaoh's hearts. Mm -hmm. He puts specific leaders like mm -hmm. he says, this is the person you're going to choose. And in other places, there's not that example. So I think in in that in in that viewpoint, I think. God systematically moves to have some things happen. But when it comes to Pacific choice, I think that's a more divine intervention moment more than a normality. Yeah. Where, no, I mean, reg yeah. regardless of whether it's a normality or not, th my point was that, okay, let's say, let's say in the 2000, I think it was four election when it looked like Al Gore was going to be president. And then out of nowhere, there was some missing counts or whatever. Yeah. Bush and won. Bush won. Yes. I don't think that was an accident or a fluke or I believe that. And like was, you say, it was not a normality like that barely happens. It was back in 2004. And then now, what, 20 years later? Like, so it's not it's not frequent that it happens. But I feel that sometimes some if, moments you do. See yeah. That. I get, OK. I get like, what like it seems like the people want this and God says, no, I, this is the guy I actually want. And then he. I he, thought you meant makes a confusion. I thought you meant what you were saying earlier, where you know people say God picks and chooses, you know God plays oh, yeah. no, no, no. kings. Where I I feel like that's too much of a broad statement. Where yeah. God allows us to fall on our own sword, like mm -hmm. fall on our own sin. Where we, He says, "I'm warning you, don't do this, don't do this," and yeah. He lets us do it. And that could be choosing your own leader, choosing this. Where yeah. we even see. Um, we see those those moments where you choose the wrong leader, the, the people of Israel, or yeah, exactly. the leader does something wrong and they lose. Uh -huh. Like we see that in Saul. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting. I think in general, America's kind of faulty when it comes to voting. Absolutely. It's a system that, that is antiquated. But I do think as Christians, it's a fine line between playing the cards that you're dealt because you're an American and allowing the content of a democracy, not only embedded within a church, but even in your personal life, mm -hmm. where your relationship between you and God is like, 
I have a I have a right to say like I yeah, yeah. you do not. Yeah. He is God. Uh-huh. What the Bible says is right and wrong is right and wrong. Exactly. That's it. What the what the Lord desires in your life is what it is, and that's it. Um, as a caring father, sometimes he listens to us, but I think even on a, in a societal level, it's affected the church. But even individually, a lot of people create that relationship to to God in a democratic view instead yeah. of a view as He is your King, He is your Savior, mm-hmm. and you are His servant. And I yeah. think in Americas we have that big challenge, and that's why there's a big challenge i think in general of having obedience and and we see that in the churches too like i'm sure i could just imagine how many pastors don't do certain things that they feel or they god tells them to do because oh no it's gonna alienate the church and we don't know how many people are gonna leave and then then they start calculating the mind okay i think 60 percent of the people want this but i feel god is telling me to do the opposite so but you know let me soften the blow or let me exactly so let me do this that satisfies kind of both like what jesus what god wants and what and what because the the populace the higher amount of members want this to happen so they compromise yes because yeah yeah and it's it's interesting it's risky um and it's something i think more churches should look upon on how they're managing their church yeah and more churches should, should fight against it to to fight it and it's it's hard because you are ingrained to think dem- democracy is a Christian, yeah, dri- Christian driven. Exactly. Like we're founded as a cr- nation, democracy was more to give liberty to people to have self empowerment mm-hmm. than to find the Lord. And it was only because they were coming from an oppressive government. It wasn't because no other reason. It's because they were in an oppressive government that didn't let them do whatever they wanted. So then they left and created this country to have freedom, in the, like you said, in the na- quote exactly. unquote, in the name of of God, exactly. But, but it was, it was more get, for freedom. Than it was for more God. for freedom of choice, exactly. And um, I was listening to um, a podcast, um, and it was speaking about that that we use the cross not only recently now, not only in times of 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 conquest when it came to the Americas, where we use the cross as. But even you see this in Roman times where yeah, yeah. the, the, crusaders, con- the yeah. crusaders use yeah. the cross for their own empowerment. Yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot of times we get confused or we get um, filled our eyes. Oh, they're using the cross, so they, it must be right. Exactly. It and it was honestly it. just to cover up their own mm-hmm. wrongs and, and desires. Yeah. So it's, it's democracy, though beautiful in some ways, at the same time is risky in other ways. Yeah. So it's, I wonder though, um, what we're seeing now is a lot, especially here in Florida, yeah. a big rise of, um, not last nationalism, but Christians attaching Republicans as a Christian party. Yeah. We see this especially in red states, mm-hmm. um, that, um, Christians are doing a, a big wave in saying the Republican party are their party or it speaks them and their values. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? About you know voting Republican and we're a lot there's a lot of even Christians that say if you're Christian you should vote Republican. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that that view and that statement? It's a huge issue because, um, as we said, Christianity 
and democracy are literally the opposite. You know, it there's no correlation. Christianity is God is our king. He rules and we're his children. There's no it's not. Oh, the most of the earth wants this. So God's going to do that because most, it's, it's not a popularity contest. God is in charge. He's the king and it's his sovereignty. So the issue is that, like we said before, there's two parties and we're stuck to that. We either got to choose one or the other. And we, we said, you know, they're both they both have issues. Neither of them are 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 perfect. Neither of them have all the answers. So it's I think you just have to go with whatever the lesser of two evils is, so to speak. Um, so whatever you feel has what reflects what you believe is correct. Do you would would you say across the board that means Republican? The issue is that, and this is this is how we are as Christians, right? We see, we see the big things, and we want to attack the big things, and we forget about the little things that technically have the same weight as the big things. Just like, just the way God sees sin, you know, He sees the bigs. Uh, sin the high like the high the, profile quote unquote exactly. or, or the and the little sins he sees them the same right yeah, yeah. lying is the same as fornication or, yeah mm-hmm. but us as humans as Christians we see oh fornication oh that's so terrible because it's public or, or, but then or gluttony exactly yeah that's yeah, we pass, exactly we pass but then there. we have liars that are pastors we have liars that are so I see it the same way we see these these big these big political things that one side is for or against and vice versa. And we just go for those things and just ignore the little things because they're little. So, yeah. So that's the issue that we have, um, under this two party system. Now the issue comes with, you know, the whole Republican as a Christian party. Yeah. So I would, the, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And be, well, we have to understand is what are what is the other term used to represent the two, right? The Democratic side is considered the liberal side, right? Yeah. So they believe in more liberties, more free in freedom of choice and power of view. Exactly. So, and then the Republican side is more the conservative, old school like way of thinking. Exactly. But at the same time, it's contradictory. Because although the Democratic side is seen as the liberal side, they also are considered more compassionate side. Yeah, but they also promote more government control on things. So even though it's they say they're liberal, but are they truly liberal because they want the government's hands and more things, the government controlling more things. And then the Republican side is not the liberal side, but they promote more liberty. libertarian exactly which the libertarian as in libertarian deficient definition is. exactly that less government control yes so the bottom line is that the democratic side is more government control republican is less government control so that's the that's the bottom line of both parties not including individual beliefs or whatever so 
it's up to it's up to the person to decide whether they want the government more involved in your daily life or you think the government should be less involved in your daily life and that's that's the bottom line not to go into into the specifics because well, I'll, 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 I want you to respond to that and see. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think as Christians, we get a lot of times blinded at one of those bigger topics. Mm-hmm. One of the big strong ones right now is abortion. Mm-hmm. Where we get blinded, we're like, abortion is like, must be stopped. Mm-hmm. And we would overlook other things to that. And we just attach ourselves to that specific value. Exactly. But like you said, there's smaller things that we could look at that the Democrats do mm-hmm. to have some sort of biblical values or biblical concepts and principles. Yeah. And I think when you rank issues in one, how it affects you, you might have some sort of exactly. uh, personal connection to mm-hmm. what's happening. And take that up. You taking that out of consideration, it allows you to realize that there's values on both sides that we stand for, and values on both that we don't, and so. there's values on both that we yeah. don't stand. And it's risky to say pick the lesser evil because that could be subjective to what you think is lesser evil. Exactly. Like if you value protection of 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 nature strongly because you understand that it's God's creation and mm-hmm. we're supposed to be. Um, not ambassadors, uh, people, caretakers yeah, of the yeah, land. Exactly. You would be like, Democratic is, is not the lesser evil. It's the Republicans because Democrats, even though it's a, the way they're doing it, we could disagree with the Green Deal and things like that. Uh-huh. But in general, are very pro protection of, of um, being better caretakers of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at it in a more like an economics, where if you're like on the Democratic side, where if you're like, the book of Acts, you know, shows a, a big uh, a concept of sharing wealth. Uh-huh. You would be like, Democratic is, is the way to go. Republican is exactly. the other way to go. But because there's these hot topics of abortion, hot topics of same-sex marriage, and all these things, many times, again, we get blinded with our own filters of, of, of what's right and wrong and our own filters yeah. of, of ranking system. And like you said, once we understand that neither of them... Or the party of, of, of choice of Christians uh-huh. that it's not like then you become more open and you become more willingness to, like you said, see and allow just yourself to be led. Yeah. I feel like the only way that the only way to mitigate both sides and to make it as even as possible is. And this is what I try to do in my life is be as as balanced as possible as you can, because, you know, extremes of anything is bad. Right. Extreme of one side. And so try to be as balanced as possible. And what I mean is I'll use myself as an example. The first and on Obama's first term, I voted for him in the second one, I did it. Okay. Same thing with Trump. The first time I didn't vote for him, the second time I did. So you can see the balance, right? The first time I went Democratic, Republican, so I, I keep switching back and forth. And what that's going to do is it it keeps, it's going to keep the country and our decisions as balanced as possible because if we, if everybody starts voting Republican and it's, 
and the country stays Republican, all the all the bad stuff that the Republicans are gonna, are gonna be, be more permanent. permanent. Yeah. Exactly. And the other way around. If we all if we only vote Democratic, then so by going back and forth, it keeps the country as balanced as possible and and honestly I did that with my my I try to do that with my ballots every year. Yeah. Where if I pick certain Republicans in certain areas I'm like, I want this to be more democratic and in certain areas I'm like yeah. this I want to be more Republican. But like you said, in general, if you look at any position, I would say the Lord's in the middle of two. Mm-hmm. Where the Lord's the most holy person, the most holy concept, mm-hmm. but is also the most compassionate and loving. Mm-hmm. Those two, you would say, are an opposite spectrum in, in the way we implement them. Where like someone could be a legalistic when they try to be holy, where like you have to follow these set of rules. This is what makes you right and wrong. And others... Or like it's all about love and grace. We forgive and let exactly. people choose. Our, our, the whole existence of us and you know Christianity is that right. So he lives in the middle. Exactly. Even even the creation of us is the same thing, right? We're in this paradox of physical and spiritual. We're a physical and spiritual being, so we're existing in both planes at the same time. Old Testament, New Testament, law, grace. It's all. It's. You know they're opposites, but it, they they're working in unison together at the same time. That's why God is beyond. You know any definition we can use of God is is not enough, right? Yeah. God words, is be- words is not suffice. exactly good. God is beyond good or evil. God is neither of them, because you know that's that's what atheism people say all the time. Oh, if God is so good, why does he allow evil? God is not good or evil. He's beyond those concepts. Yeah. If he needs to do something that we see as evil, that he allows, he allowed it for a reason. We can't see it, and we say, "Oh, that God." Yeah, we're allowed. limited to our views, exactly, and so, our biases, and our exactly. So it's the same thing. We have to, we have to mesh the two to make it us. Yeah, it's it's what's happening. I mean, the polarization of the politics is creating the church to have to choose sides as well. Mm-hmm. Because it affects uh, opportunities for evangelism. Mm-hmm. It affects um, membership as people become more wanting to voice, as, as mm-hmm. become more democratic. We see this. I mean, one of the biggest, you know, the Methodist church separating due to same-sex marriage, which is one was one of the most biggest yeah, exactly. uh, uh, nomin- denominations and organizations of the world. Mm-hmm. To make that decision and make that stance is an is an a uh, reflection of ranking of views and a power of self. And yeah. I think what's what's risky and I we I think we see it I mean I'm sure in a different state, in a blue state we will see it different. But I think it's scary when I get on Facebook or when I, you know, when I talk to people or see people speak their um their point of view, how entrenched they are in we're we're in Florida the Republican party. Mm-hmm. I think it's scary in a sense of we only vote in a democracy because we were born here, mm-hmm. not anyway. because, yeah. and we become very nationalistic in mm-hmm. that sense of things. And it's scary because one of the things, you know, I think it's, it's scary with the Republican party though, in a logistics point of view, I agree with. So I'll pretext that. But when it comes to like immigration, mm-hmm how the Bible is so accepting of foreigners and that's, mm-hmm. as calls us the Christians is to love foreigners as our own um, and to have that 
that love and compassion of others that are struggling and, and going through difficult times. Yeah. In a logistic concept, I would probably be very like strict borders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you when you combine the two of your political beliefs and your Christian beliefs, you become blind to the full spectrum of what the Lord calls us to be. Yeah. If we're too democratic, we lose a sense of we could in today's democratic uh, uh, um, field or or um, landscape. Yeah. You know, you become too forgiving and willing to give people's power of choice. Uh-huh. Um, and when you become too Republican, you could probably lose the willingness to be compassionate on letting people to others. Yeah, exactly. Where you know people that are homeless and fell through hard times, what can we do to help them? Where. Mm-hmm. You see this a lot, and I think it's it's scary because more and more you're seeing pastors and leaders of the churches start pushing churches to to vote a certain way. Yeah, which is it's scary because even you, you, when Trump ran, you know, the second time, even pastors are saying that's our like leader from the Lord <laughs> that brought us. And it's scary to see how quick as 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 our, our leaders individual just church members are willing to just be blinded because of their passion of of their nation yeah and that it it if we're being honest it's our fault as a church because when the church doesn't make its position you know known and push it just like you said with the was it the methodist church yeah Mm -hmm. things like that happen right when when the church doesn't let this is what we believe and you know we can't change because it's the word of god this is what we believe period and that's going to influence the government because how many how just think about the number right let's say there's a hundred thousand christians right yeah you think uh a politician doesn't want a hundred thousand of those votes of course so when the church plants its feet down and, 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 you know, it's our pro it's our, it's our fault as a church for, for wanting to make everybody a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist. According to Wikipedia is to interrupt, which yeah, not very, uh-huh. not very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a quick Google search. There's 200 uh, 220 Christians, supposedly 63%. Exactly. Even more than what I said. So imagine that. All those votes will be going to one way or another, depending on, on what, and like I said, that's our fault for, for trying to make everybody a pastor, an evangelist, a preacher, and, and not understanding that in the kingdom of God, you need people in all positions. Yeah. What was Daniel in the, in the Babylonian empire? He was a politician. He was part of the government. Joseph, all, all these people Worked hand in hand with, with with kings, with governors, and it's like, why do you think God put them there? Because they were they would be able to influence the government and infiltrate it and start making changes that He wanted to implement. Yeah. And then, but we want everybody just to be a pastor and a preacher. We instead of pushing people to be lawyers, Christians to be doctors, Christians to be but con- congressmen and all. I that. think the issue is that um, we spoke about the last episode. I think is. We separated career choice from ministry exactly, choice. Exactly, exactly. Where in perfect world, in biblical perfect world, 
your career choice, quote unquote, is your calling. Like every is this by design that, you know, God's called you to be a lawyer. God's mm-hmm. called you to be a plumber. God's called you to be a painter. Mm-hmm. And if we embrace and again, let the sermon be upon us and not have our personal preference, naturally we would have these people in these positions because God designed it and allowed that to happen. Exactly. And make our voice always be a voice of authority. Exactly. Where anytime we spoke, we were the people of, of God. And the Bible says it. I mean, it says, do everything you do as unto the Lord. Everything. Whether it's plumbing, whether it's... Why? Because the Lord appreciates that you're doing it as it was to him, regardless of what it is, whether... I mean... Connecting it, wires, whatever it is. So, it... Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you see the... um, I need to pull up the, the exact verse, but we see this um, even the value of blacksmiths and mm-hmm. carpenters when the first temple was built and it speaks about that the <laughs> exactly. spirit was what came upon them to to kind of do the, this work for the lord exactly that the value of 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 natural work that's not you know the five primary ministries mm-hmm. of the of the church it allows to show and i think many times what we end up doing and this is not even a political thing we allow our personal biases to make our decisions mm-hmm. and it's 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 hard not to. Yeah. You only have what your your life exactly, experience. Yeah. You have uh-huh. nothing else. And the challenge as Christians is to it, it even in it it does work in a positive sense cuz it allows you to understand God in a deeper way when you go through certain circumstances cuz you can see different characteristics. Mm-hmm. But the risky part is allowing it for it to to see show you God but not allowing it to lead you exactly. and still allowing God to be that decision maker and allowing God to be that measuring stick of what's right and wrong yeah and not your personal beliefs and it's um it's risky so i would i honestly it's it's an interesting next couple years i would say when it comes to voting especially i think this next presidential election yeah because i i think more and more Christians are just getting intertwined with and and it's for me I, I mean I'm sure some politicians are like are not doing this but I also think as just as they exploit other communities just to get their vote absolutely as we as we as we pulled up there's a large crowd of Christians mm-hmm. we can't just like say just because they said certain things that we agree with mm-hmm. to take it as this person's a Christian or this person's fighting for us or Many times, as we, as you said earlier, popularity. politics are trying to win the popularity vote. content. Yeah. The job is to try to get as much votes for exactly. them to be in, to be in their position. So though, yeah, just because they say this is wrong and this is wrong, this is wrong, and it's close to what the Bible says, or they say, you know, God, God bless America when they finish uh, mm-hmm. finish a speech, doesn't mean that this this is the Christian leader that 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 is that is called next for us. Yeah. And I think we need to be careful not to not to be exploited too easily, mm-hmm. and use use wisdom to understand is this person saying this to say it mm-hmm. to exploit and get votes votes, or is this person saying because they truly believe it? And and the problem is that we limit we limit the Bible to certain things because you know we're taught oh that, the Bible says that that's it that's all it means no, the Bible says don't let yourself be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. That, that doesn't only apply to preachers preaching stuff. That applies to all aspects of our lives. When we're immature, we we let our, ourselves get swayed by, oh, he said this, so I'm going to vote for him. 
He could be the whole, the worst person there is, but just because he said, God bless everybody, well, we're going to vote for him. And, and we're getting tossed to and fro by what this guy's saying or what he's showing exactly. in public, and we're being led that way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's risky, and I wish, even as Christians, we were talking about like the, the voting systems, mm-hmm. even as Christians, well, in general, um, this is where, in one way, I, I applaud Catholics, and I... In a weird way, I applauded Jehovah's Witnesses. Because mm-hmm. it's one organization mm-hmm. that allows you to get resources from one spot. Even as Christians, we can't even become on the same page mm. Yeah. in saying, let's share information. Let's get together. And like you said, let's be that voice where we could be an influence. Mm-hmm. The biggest danger or damage we have done is separating an organization, separating in denominations and Christian beliefs. Which has made us much weaker in our voice and much weaker in sharing of information. Think about it. How did how did the how did Catholicism become so prominent? Because just the Pope. <laughs> ex- yeah, but because the Roman Empire kept killing Christians and they just kept multiplying. So the more they killed, the more they multiplied. So then they said, Okay. Killing Killing the Christians is not resolving anything because they just, the more we kill, the more they multiply. The more they convert, yeah. So then they they took the Christianity and they blended it and made it the Roman Catholic Church, universal, because Catholic means universal. So they made this universal religion. The Roman took it. And, and why do they have so much power with government officials and all this and all this stuff of moving money? And, and you see all the... The government officials and government powers all over the world, they go to the to the Pope and they kiss his hand and they, because they know that how many how many They said two two hundred and ten ten million no, America. But that, yeah, but look up Catholics themselves. Yeah, yeah, you imagine across the whole world, because that's everywhere. That's in South America, Central America, North America, Europe, everywhere. Imagine one point three billion, they say. Exactly. So let's just go with that number, 1.3 billion. So imagine that. The Pope, if the Pope says vote for, let's say the Pope says vote for Trump. Let's just imagine half of that 1.3 billion. Go, the Pope said vote for Trump, so we all got to vote for Trump. Just to use it as an example. Yeah. That would be over 500 million people voting just because the Pope said. So that's the power that us as Christians, as a religion, quote unquote, would have if we aligned and put and pushed ourselves into government and influence them. Yeah. To, to yeah. I mean, the downfall of the world is one just because we're humans, but also the downfall is because the church hasn't played the the right the right yeah the right role at, within church. It's I mean we are humans, so that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why we need a savior. But it's it's interesting because. American church has diluted the Bibles to fit their own Mm -hmm. in that um, um, switching, shifting gears. Mm -hmm. uh, One of the things you did recently, um, which uh, we probably all of us grew up not not doing this was um, or not even seeing this, honestly, was you went to a quote unquote, we would say fall festival. Yeah, that's what it was promoted as. uh, Promoted as. So, just to set the scene, um, recently, uh, the church you go to, 
um, on ho- on Halloween weekend. Yeah, the week. On, yeah, the weekend. The week of Halloween. Um, yeah. You guys did uh, a fall festival. Mm-hmm. Um, gave candy. Yeah, there was camp truck like cars uh, that with yeah, their trunks. That had, yeah, that had uh, what's it called? Trunk a trunk. That's what trunk. most churches call it. Trunk a treat. Trunk a treat. Trunk a yeah. treat, and also costumes were okayed. Yeah. yeah. In general, like it costumes, they were allowed. Yeah. Yeah, they were allowed. Um, but I I don't want to just focus on Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I want to focus on in general American holidays being celebrated by Christians. Hot topic is Halloween because Halloween is probably the one universally most Christians will say is wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess since you did do that, how did you feel about it? The Halloween one, then I guess we'll go in general because Christmas and Thanksgiving are coming up. What was your feeling of it? What made your decision to accept it? What do you think about churches doing it in general? Well, let's, I guess let's start. How do you feel? How did you feel doing that? Because I mean, you haven't never done that before, right? No, I mean I didn't really do anything, so like, <laughs> uh, I didn't dress up. I didn't, you know, I wasn't really involved. I was just helping with like just general stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the interesting thing is that you know I was born in New Jersey, and it's completely different because up north there's this. Christianity is a little different where it's more communal, you know, that's just the, the city life, you know. Yeah. Everything's more, commun- more communal. Yeah. Sense, and yeah. also, you know, the stigma is that up north, is they're more like strict and more quote unquote holy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the the rumor and what they would always say is that when people would move down south, especially Florida, it's like that's the, the graveyard of Christianity. Like you're going to the graveyard. So that was always the, you know. Because they saw it as, you know, Florida's more free and whatever. In Christianity sense, yes. Exactly. So that happened to us too. Like when we moved down here, uh, I remember one church, but I think it was a couple that, you know, because up north, we never saw that. So when we came down here, Christian churches, they would have, you know, how how churches do like Christmas tree sales and they have a bunch of Christmas trees or like, yeah. They would do that with pumpkins, and we were like, "What the heck? That's weird." And we'd never seen that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, how how can they do that? Whatever. That's mm-hmm. Halloween. Blah blah blah. And you know, growing up in the Pentecostal, they always. I didn't. I didn't go to school on Halloween. Yeah, exactly. I grew, I grew up exactly. We stayed yeah. home. We didn't go out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, you know, in in the kids' service in Pentecostal church is the same thing. And that week, they'll give you little pamphlets saying, "Oh, Halloween's the devil." All this stuff. Um. So you know, we grew up. Grew up the same way, you know, and we would, we would, we wouldn't open the door. We would put a sign on the door, no candy, blah, 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 God bless you, whatever. So, you know, I, we grew up the same way. It was always bad. Don't do it, dress up, because it's, you know, it's, they do, and then it would get, it would get even crazier, right? They do children's sacrifice and yeah. they, all that stuff. So, we grew up the same way. So, the... The interesting part is, though, that in the church I go to now, they didn't have that, the whole pumpkin selling, none of that. And also when they were promoting the event, it was, there was no, in the promotions, there was no, there was nothing like, if, 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 if it was done, let's say it's September or November, you would just say, oh, it's a fall festival because it's fall and 
Yeah. Everybody does a fall festival. Like, yeah, yeah. They're so, celebrating the season. Not exactly. The promotion so, was to celebrate the season. Exactly. That's what you're and trying to they, say. And yeah. they didn't mention costumes. That none of the flyers or nothing had pumpkins or no ghost or none of that stuff. Uh-huh. And also, none of the decorations had anything. Showed that, yeah. Had anything to do with Halloween. So, and I can probably count on... My two hands, eh, let's say my hands and feet, how many people had a costume. So it wasn't even that. The, the, I can count, let's say probably like five adults had costumes. The rest were like little kids and stuff. And I would, I would guess most of them were non-Christians, but even if they were, whatever, it wasn't that many people. So, um, so in a way you can say they were celebrating it because it's the same week and they're giving candy, but also at the same time it was lacking a lot of the things of a typical Halloween celebration. So uh-huh. either way, let's say they were celebrating it. At the end of the day, everything we do is about intention, right? God knows the intentions of our heart. So the idea of the of the of the, of the fall festival was to reach people in the world and invite them to church and speak about Christ. Mm-hmm. So they had live Christian music. They had prayer tents where people could go for prayer. So, you know, it wasn't, and, and none of the, none of the church staff, nobody was dressed up, no costume, nothing. So yeah, you know, I was born in it the same way. So I, I understand. And you know, I didn't participate. And even here at my house before I left, not before I left, but uh, the, that was the, the festival was the 28th. So Halloween was what? Two days late. Yeah. Three days, days later. later yeah. So even I put my sign up, no candy stuff, even oh, though yeah. I went to the festival. Like, yeah, you would think, oh, he he did that. So he's going to give candy at his house. So, no, I still believe, you know, don't don't do the whole the whole literal Halloween thing. That's not my preference, so but I, the 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 so, fall the the fall festival would probably be the farthest I go. So you're you're more so if I'm understanding right, you're which you hear this a lot from churches that do it is they don't wanna they don't wanna be silent on that day or it'll be silent exactly, at events. Exactly. Uh-huh. We wanna still be light even on the darkest day. Yeah, and if you if you think about it, like I don't wanna go to a different holiday because we're on Halloween right now, but if you think about it, we celebrate Christmas and we do certain things that are Our actually Christmas. pagan. Yeah, Christmas things. Exactly. That are actually pagan stuff that started in pagan things. But yeah, so yeah, I mean. I think it's it's what could happen though is um, it's a risky line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's tough because you don't want to just a uh, being like I said silent on the darkest. We should always be presence even yeah. on days that are, are moments or places that are darkest. We should we should always be a place where people could come for refuge. Mm-hmm. But it's my only re- thing is one if you de- dig deep one in general. I think if you dig deep in, enough in anything, you're gonna find paganism or. Or exactly. evil things uh-huh. into it. You could dig deep in any, even within church, you're gonna find people, pastors that are wrong and do crazy stuff. Exactly. And so, yeah. So saying in general, this is a, a, a pagan holiday. Well, 
pretty much July Fourth is has no Christian values <laughs> exactly. to it. Yeah. So Easter has. I mean, we we have Christians that that do uh, Easter egg hunts. Like that's not a, a and a so, rabbit and yeah. So leveling this up to something else that shouldn't be uh, something else. If you're gonna say that statement, be consistent across apply the, to yeah. Acro- apply across the board, but I do think perception is many times reality. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, for example, um, there's certain things that Christians don't either do publicly or don't do in general, just for per- perception of what culture says is right and wrong at mm-hmm. this time. You know, Christians probably in the future are going to do things that we think are wrong, but it's right in the culture and time framework. Mm-hmm. I think it's risky to do something so close or do something pretty similar, which could open the door's perception to be somewhat endorsing or accepting the act of celebrating Halloween. And I think in general, because Halloween is perceived a certain way as Christians, we should be clear in, in why, in what we do in that sense of things. And it's, it could be a very fine line when you give candy, when you're doing all these other activities on the weekend of Halloween, though you're being in light and engagement and God could definitely demonstrate and show himself at the same time, are we showing the holiness of God? Because that event would be, I don't know if you do a spectrum, showing the love. Like, we're going to love you even if we, if we disagree in your celebration of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you love and we're going to create an, a, a space where you could find love and find mm-hmm. God. But I think one of the biggest issues in American churches is we're falling too deep in grace and grace field and all this other mm-hmm. stuff that we're not standing firm in what we believe is holy and what is right. Mm-hmm. And doing those things could could cause a watered down version of what the gospel really is. So that's where I'm like kind of like iffy about it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, so um, so yeah. That, but again, if you think about Thanksgiving, though it's in we look at it in a positive light, because in general it's presented as a sent an event of 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 togetherness, event of of bringing the family together. But I think that statement of Halloween is you no know, pagan. If you dig, I mean, we put the Christmas uh, well, the, we put the Christmas tree up. <laughs> we put Christmas trees up, and that comes from Nimrod or whatever. Yeah. What's what Christianity? Christianity <laughs> biblical concept is putting a Christmas tree up, and even even Thanksgiving wasn't it that they they did a dinner with the natives, and then the next day they slaughtered the most people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Either way, it's crazy. So. so it's it's one of those things where like, again, we can't be. T- too picky. Too, I get why Christians do that because in general the, the perception was very. It's a very dark perception. Even as adults, you know, adults are very loose in their costumes during that day. So, um, but we can't be too biased in that sense of things. Where mm-hmm. where we let certain holidays sound good because they sound sweet and good, but have no Christian values. And if it has no Christian values, it's just as equally as wrong as as the darkest thing we would say. And that's that's why I made the distinction between those churches that I when we first moved that I saw like selling pumpkins, pumpkins and stuff, stuff because I don't remember them having a, an event like to reach people. They were just profiting off the, <laughs> <laughs> off, <laughs> off pumpkins because it's a holiday. So what's the intention there? Is the intention just to make money because you know people are going to come looking for pumpkins? Yeah. Like so at the end of the day whether it's a holiday or a job, whatever we do, primarily is what is our intention? 
Are we doing it for self gain? Are we doing it like, and then we can argue about the specifics of whatever. But if, if the, if you're doing, even if you're doing things that are holy, quote unquote, but for the wrong intentions, it's worse off then. Honestly, you can even look at it in a certain point, no matter what you do, Let's say you you want to open up a shelter and give food on Halloween. People are gonna say you did something wrong because you you gave food on Halloween. So mm-hmm. it's there's no perfect event that's gonna justify certain yeah. people to um to do it. But I just think it's it's a very fine line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's risky, but it's interesting that uh that you know you you, you did it because um yeah it's that's that's something I my head myself I'm still like wrapping around. Like would it? Uh, like I would said, I, again, would I ever go? I didn't really do it. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in general, would would I ever yeah. go? Or if my church did an event like that, would I ever? Would I ever? Uh, no, endorse it or be like, oh yeah, my church is doing a good decision. It's tough because we're supposed to be engaged, like I said. But at what? How much should we engage? And also, like, so. Think about it. Like, so if I would have done it a week earlier, would it have been okay then? Yeah. <laughs> or is would it because it, it was it, three days? <laughs> how, how, close, how close is how close to Halloween? <laughs> is it exactly. wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> then you it's, get into that. So it's... It's yeah. tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's overall, even if you look at a political, with your political choices or what you believe in holidays, it's allowing God to discern in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think... One of the good things that's happening, to, I, you know, I feel like it's, it's becoming more in our generation and future generation is allow discernment to lead us and not allow personal bias. Mm-hmm. Where um, in opposite, you're seeing a lot other where people are going to push. But I think if we take ourselves out of the equation and allow God to say, this is my will, this is my choice, and this is what I want to do, it's going to leverage us to take away our greedy desires, take away mm-hmm. our selfish desires, take away this and allows God to lead you in your choices. And I think when we do that, that's when we gain success and that's when we get even a deeper relationship. And that's when we're able to really engage the world because we're not engaged in the world in the way we want the world to be engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're engaged in the world. So I think if we do that as Christians, we'll be able to vote correctly we'll be able to engage the world and holidays that we think are right or wrong correctly and be able to evangelize in a proper way and be able to just say no and yes to the things that we're supposed to say no and mm-hmm. yes to. And it, it, it's, how would you say to kind of wrap up when we're, since we're talking about discernment, how do you, what do you think is a key factor to know what's right or wrong? Because I give an example TV or Facebook Live, when if, let's, do, let's do a recent example. T- Facebook Live was called out to be like the devil, or Facebook was called to be like the devil's tool. Mm-hmm. And now every single church is doing Facebook Live. So when it comes to new technology or new things or new choices or new concepts, like doing fall festivals is becoming more a, a tool of evangelism now, mm-hmm. but would have been shunned a couple yeah, years ago yeah. completely mm-hmm. by anybody. How do you, when new things come up, how do you feel we should gain discernment or find discernment? And, you know, that's been, if you look through the Bible, that's been the, that's been the issue 
challenge of humans in general. Yeah, so it's a creation of man. Like, that's what makes an apostle an apostle, right? That's what made Jesus Jesus. He came in. He brought these concepts, these ideas that were completely against the the norms of the, the time. The brain, they, yeah. yeah, they were like, "What are you talking about? How? What? No, this. Yeah, this is what the law says. Yeah, yeah." And and that's what we face all the time. Like you said, the the Facebook now all churches are using it. The best example that I remember growing up was, I don't want to mention the guy, but. There was a prominent preacher, especially in the in the Hispanic church realm. TV is the box of the devil. He would literally call it the box of the devil. TV, that's bad. Take the TV out of your house. It's robbing you. Blah. And now he himself, not only did other Christians start using it to reach people, himself, he ended up being on TV and preaching on the TV. Where years earlier, he was saying, get the TV. So... We like to put a lot of blame on other things, on the devil even, on this tool, this item, this society, this media, all this other stuff. And take the blame away from us. It's like, it's like a, this, the, the example that's always used, a knife, right? Under, under a surgeon, it can heal somebody. But under a mugger, you can use it to rob somebody. And it's the same thing. Most of the things in our life are just tools that... God has put in our hands and we could use it for his purpose for positive things or negative things. Yeah. Even so, so the the most important thing is to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and he'll guide you. And this is this is how I've been thinking lately is not that I don't have time to wait on an answer, but if your intentions are right, you're doing it for the Lord. Just do it. And he'll let you know if he doesn't want you to do that. Yeah. Like, we spend too much time, oh, I'm going to pray about it. And we spend so much time praying, praying. And what does the Bible say? Faith without works is dead. We're not saved by works, but we're saved through faith. But that faith that we're saved by is dead if we don't have yeah. action. So, yeah. faith, uh, action is a byproduct of faith. Exactly. So, yeah, pray. But you have to, there has to come a point where you have to do. And if God, if that's not what God wants, trust me, He's gonna let you know. No, yeah. And I think just it's, do it. And, I think and He'll let you know. Just when it comes to discernment, and when you when you encounter things that you never encountered, new technology, new choices, mm -hmm. new opportunities, is being opened, open minded, in the right places. Mm -hmm. Being open minded in in a in a sense where God, you grew up always believing this is what's right and what this is wrong, in the church. But being open-minded to allow God's marvelous new ways to always be capable in your lives, but not be too open-minded that you're able, you start listening to things that are clearly wrong or clearly not of the Lord. But having that fine line and distinction makes, it's difficult because God can speak through anything, God can do anything, so hot. But it's always, and that's why it says pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. It's because... Life is hard. You're going to get counter decisions that are not clear. Or like you said, you have to make the decision now quickly. Do I take this job? Do I not take this job? I got offered it. Do I make the decision? Do I vote for this person? Do all these things? Do all these things? Do I celebrate these things? Having, that's why you continuously, that's why 
you know, not to, to, to ramble. That's why the danger of being on your phone so much and not just praying, reading a word constantly mm-hmm. is a danger. Because it desensitizes you to the spirit. Yeah. It desensitizes you because you're just so disconnected from what the Lord mm-hmm. wants you to do. So prayer and reading the Bible is going to give you those answers. And the, the Bible says it like test everything, mm-hmm. take yep. the good and throw yeah. the rest out. Like we have to learn to trust God, right? If we, if we say God, I, I follow God, God is in control of everything. So trust him. Yeah. Do what you, what you feel you have to do or you need to do or you should do and trust God that he'll let you know if, if that's right or that's wrong. Yeah. Definitely. He's always going to let us know, right? Yeah. Whether speaking to us directly, whether our spouse tells us, whether a, a prophet comes from a, he's always going to let us know one way or another. So yeah, so just trust in him that, he, that he'll, and if, if you're doing something truly for the Lord, do it and, and he'll let you, you know. And if you continue to pray, you'll get those answers quicker yeah, than you, exactly. you, than you expect. Yeah. Well, as usual, thanks for listening. We are looking to engage with our community a little bit more. So if you have any, any questions that you would like to kind of, or topics you'd like us to bring up, please just send us a message, write in the comments. Um, we would love to hear a write a review, review with your question or, or comment. We would love to see and hear what you talk, what you guys are thinking or what questions you guys are chal- are being challenged by. So we could talk about it and um, we'll love to just um, see what's going on and engage with it with you guys. So just thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, continuing to be on this journey with us. And remember, you know, we're not here because we have all the answers. We're not here yes. to give you guys the answers. We're just here to talk about it because um, I know there's, you know, there's topics that we don't usually talk about in as we grew up or in our churches because we weren't supposed to talk about it or we were scared to because yeah people would look at us wrong so that's what we're here for we're just here to talk about the stuff we didn't we didn't grow up talking about the stuff people are uncomfortable with talking about so we're not here because we know all the answers or we got all the answers we're just here to to talk and engage with with anybody who wants to engage and, and see and see what you know what we believe and what happens after that yeah well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you. We'll catch you again in the next one.